Welcome to Brand Story Inc. I'm your host, Jay Sharman. Every week we sit down with smart folks to talk about innovative ways they are creating content to connect with their audiences. I'd like to say every company can be a media company, and this conversation hopefully helps you understand why. Joining me today on Brand Story Inc. is Rob Villanueva, athlete influencer lead for the digital media publisher, The Players Tribune. Rob, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you, Jay. Appreciate it, man. I'm uh, really fortunate to be uh, here and honored honored to spend some time with you. I'm looking forward to it, my friend. So for listeners that may be unfamiliar with the Players' Tribune, it's a new media company that provides athletes with a platform to connect directly with their fans in their own words. It was founded by New York Yankees legend Derek Jeter, uh, and the Players' Tribune publishes first-person stories from athletes providing unique insight into the daily sports conversation. Uh, earlier this year in January, uh, Minute Media has acquired the acquired the Players Tribune and has now become part of their publishing portfolio. Joining the likes of Twelve Up, Ninety Min, Double Tap, Mental Floss, The Big Lead, and Fan Sided. In full disclosure, uh, one of Teamworks Media, my company's um, companies, Levita Baseball, is also a partner with Minute Media. So I, I guess now we're part of the family together, there, Rob. Yeah, no, I, believe me, I was super excited to see that. You know, my, uh, I don't know if you know this, but my, my folks are from the Dominican Republic. I saw so, that. Uh, my first language is, yeah, my first language is Spanish. And, uh, you know, growing up in a Dominican household, uh, basketball, I mean, basketball is like the second sport, but baseball is like number one. And um, I, I grew up in a household where it was a religion to watch baseball as much as we can. And my, my dad was a, a catcher. He played in the minors. Um, so... It's uh, something that's been part of our culture since the beginning, and uh, you know, we uh, uh, every time I see uh, a new a new notification of La Vida Baseball popping up, I get excited. I love that you're making my heart tingle. So I got to ask you, who's your favorite <laughs> all-time player? It's got to be a Dominican player, I'm guessing. Who who do you, who um, you got? The, uh, Big Poppy, of course, is, yep. is up there because he's he's uh, personal. I mean, I, I have a, a personal connection with him. Uh, he's a he's a good friend. Um, so he's definitely number one, but believe it or not, the one that I looked up to the most as a uh, growing up in New York is David uh, Winfield. Um, wow. Okay. He's uh, he he was everything between him and Patrick Ewing, his baseball and basketball were my two sports. That was that was it for me in New York. Those were those were my sports heroes back then, and, and to this day, to um, they, they they still remain my my heroes. Well, good. Well, uh, conversation for another time, but I'm glad we're we're friends on this side because I was a grew up a Red Sox fan, so was against Dave Winfield, and uh, was a Providence College <laughs> fan, so rooted hard against the uh, against the Georgetown Hoyers back in the day. So, <laughs> but, uh, oh, but, but 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 you know both uh, both Winfield and, and Ewing, um, really impressive guys. So let's let's jump into Players Tribune. Describe your role. What is the athlete influencer lead at the TPD do? Yeah, so um, I guess the best to describe my role at TPT, um, I like to always consider myself a jack of all trades, likely an ace of, uh, ace of none, but uh, <laughs> I consider myself a, a connector. You know, my, uh, my primary role is to connect our athletes with our stories, and um, it's a hybrid role that... Um, it leads with with athlete conversation and identifying the best fits and casting for uh, our published content and, and the story initiatives. Um, it's a role that's that's charged with um, determining and establishing key talent, building and, and managing day to day relationships and 
developing new ideas to grow our athletic community across all platforms. Um, and I guess in, um, in addition, my, my role also serves as a strategic, advi- strategic advisor to uh, uh, between the athletes and our content, plus our, our sports influencers and, and having the right outreach and uh, uh, proper, having proper communications with our internal departments, including our editorial production, multimedia, uh, branded content, sales and social and fan engagement and, and our PR group and our events group. So there's a, there's a lot of uh, octopus arms that, that, that <laughs> get put into use. Uh, but uh, it's, um, it's, it's, it's all, uh, it's all part of the magic of, of, of making storytelling a reality. Well, you, you touched on pretty much every revenue stream of every digital media publisher, right? You talked about branded content, you talked about events, you talked about distribution of content. Uh, Players Tribune, for those um, unfamiliar with it, really was was predicated around this voice of, of control if or direct-to-consumer access from athlete stories and not having an intermediary, right? And so this notion of... Mm-hmm creation uh you know tpt you guys have long form stories short form stories video series podcasts all different types of of content um really primarily through uh, the athlete's first person perspective i'm I'm curious as we dig into this uh how your content studio works you touched on it you've got your own internal resources videographers Mm -hmm. editorial um talk about how your content studio works through your through your eyes, like through the eyes of an athlete, in terms of how you create the content, um, walk us through. Pull the curtain back and, and walk us through how that works. Yeah, we're, we're, um, our motto is 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 always put the athlete first. Athlete first. I mean, our our stories, all of our stories are first person narratives. Um, they're they're driven and and uh, the, the passion is expressed from the athlete's voice, um, and we're able to capture that. I mean, my my job. 75% of my job um, is um, it's in the athlete marketing and relations department. I mean, through the means of these high-profile relationships and, and field representation where um, attending sporting events and games. Um, and now, now, obviously, with these current times, uh, I've been spending a lot of time um, connecting with athletes on, on th- through digital, like social media and, mm-hmm. and DMs, uh, specifically like on Instagram and even LinkedIn. Um, but as an a- athlete influencer, um, act as a um, TPT, almost brand ambassador or brand uh, evangelist, um, uh, an industry uh, steward, so to speak, and focusing on these um, key players and key and key markets, and and being able to serve um, as a, a ex- expert in building insights regarding to what's happening um, in the sports industry, and um, being able to figure out how we can develop original content. Um, based on these breaking news and, and mm-hmm. uh, unique personal narratives. It's, it's not just like uh, we're reacting to news, but it's also digging into these untold stories um, and getting the, the opportunity to um, dive in a little further into specific sports and, and, and more obviously with, with the player itself. Um, it's uh, when, when it comes to our content process, it's, it's a two way street. Like when I, what I mean by that is like, um, I mentioned that athletes comes first, um, and, and in, in a lot of cases, we're reaching out to athletes, um, and whether that's us reaching out to athletes or whether that's direct 
with direct relationships or through the reps, um, mm-hmm. maybe their their PR rep, their agent, or somebody that's handling their marketing. Um, and in, in, in most cases, especially as of late, it's uh, athletes coming to us to share their personal stories, uh, which I always love to see when, when athletes are driven um, and, and taking control of the driver's seat. Um, it's pretty much like them acting like their own directors of their own movies. Um, but it's, it's, it's also important to, to mention that these stories, like, they don't happen overnight. There's a lot of uh, nurturing that takes place to build these relationships. And um, it, it, it's something that then leads to, to the to real organic trust. Like you have a real human human connection mm-hmm. and, and, and trust is, trust is this, the secret uh, recipe, um, main ingredient, I should mm-hmm. say, um, in our DNA. Um, the, it's the secret sauce, you know, it's, um, we, we all know trust develops in a marathon, uh, form where it just doesn't happen overnight. Right. right. I like the fact that there's, there's no, there's no time to BS, you know, athletes like to keep it real and keep it 100 at all times. Um, and, uh, uh the best part I feel like about, uh, my job is like, I, I, I act like a big brother. Um, especially to, to some of these younger athletes. I mean, my, my mm-hmm. brother played in the NBA for 11 years, yeah. and I built a lot of relationships because of that. And uh, um, But seeing how uh, we take the importance of the trust and, push, and, and, and value that, like none, none of our pieces get published without the athlete final approval, mm-hmm. um, and which is different than most traditional sports outlets where right. you know, they're there to sell headlines and sell clickbaits and... Um, uh, we we really uh, protect uh, our relationships and 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 make sure that the the athletes always put on 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 the front line um, of defense. Well, I think it's interesting. It, it, you know, I think for those that watch the HBO series Entourage, right? Ari Emanuel talking about your as celebrities would come in, he would give the speech like you're a brand and. This, this notion that athletes are brands mantra, it's a bit overused at this point, but in some ways it's never been more true. Uh, and I look at the Players' Tribune athletes as media brands or media entities, especially now, as you just said, like, and we can go back to this, during COVID, more than ever, folks were using their own social media platforms as the primary distribution outlets and, and, and seeing things change. But with the Black Lives Matters movement emerging um, and so many uh, athletes using their celebrity and their platforms to have a voice, including um, with you at, at the Players' Tribune. I'd be curious just to get a sense of what are the conversation like like you're having right now at the Players' Tribune and with athletes around the Black Lives Matters movement? Yeah, I mean, it's a, that's, a, that's a question that's full of a lot of layers there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, in, it's like... Most people can can, can easily uh, connect with the fact that um, they have a voice and and and, and all forces matter, um, especially in a, in a topic of, of Black Lives Matters. Um, and uh, and there's truth to that. Um, it's everyone has some sort of influence and some sort of impact within their own communities, local. Like, like you and me. I mean, you have a voice. Obviously, you have a platform. Um, same with me. But but there's levels to this. And and the voice of the athlete is powerful and it's even more powerful uh, when these voices align and, and unify. Um, during the last few weeks, you know, we've seen it. We've seen some of the loudest voices speaking out against racism and police brutality. Um, uh, and, and some of those, some of the strongest voices have come from, from the sports world, from mm-hmm. whether Stephen Jackson or, you know, Bubba Wallace or, 
you know, we did a piece recently with, with Natasha Cloud. Um, I even saw um, uh, Coco, a tennis star, 16-year-old, yep. you know, give a powerful speech um, through a video that went viral on, on she was she was out in Florida. But these uh, this isn't really anything new, right? I mean, athletes right. have spoken out against these injustices for, for years. I mean, historically, this is something we've been dealing with, like, forever. In, in the 60s, you had strong voices like Jim Brown and, and so on and so on, and now you have voices like LeBron James. And the obvious difference between the two is um, – is the power of the internet, the power of social media, um, the power that more and more athletes are starting to understand their voices. Um, uh, their voices do matter and their voices can be amplified, especially uh, when they're taking control of it. And, and social media puts, puts all that front and center to, for us to witness. And uh, I mean, to be honest, if, if, if it wasn't, it's something that I think about a lot and I have a hard time um, grasping the, the understanding of like, if, if it wasn't for COVID-19 forcing us to stay home mm-hmm. in quarantine, I mean, I'm not, I'm not sure if, if we will be taking this march. The march and the movement that's being taken now, I think is stronger because we've been quarantined and mm-hmm. we've been forced to watch it. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I, I would say everything happens for a reason. And, and me and my brothers always say that. And, and God rest his soul um, and, and rest in peace, George Floyd. Uh, but we were forced to watch eight minutes and 46 seconds of straight wrongdoing. Um, if, if we were busy with sports and, and our regular work lives, mm-hmm. would we have reacted the same way? I, I don't know. Like we, act, this gives us an opportunity to actually digest it and, and, and really take a human uh, reaction to like, you know, Oh, like this is, this is wrong. This is obviously wrong. Like this, this can't be ignored. Right. Um, it's something to, if you're a human being and you weren't affected by that, like you're not like something's wrong with you. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was, it was clear to the millions that, uh, that were, are now reacting to this and, and realizing enough is enough. And the movement is, is, is stronger and, and, and well on the way and greater than ever, I think. And a lot of that unity is happening um, because of sports and, and some of those voices that, that, that have been um, speaking out um, pretty strong about uh the issues that are happening, um, and it's, I, I applaud him. I, I applaud every single athlete that's, that's taking courage right now, standing up. Um, the fight isn't over, is, is long from over, but um, I, I applaud him for realizing that there is power in their voice, and, and you know, you, you're not just reaching your, your city and your, your team-based fans. Um, this, is, this is a voice that is being heard across the world. Well, it's interesting, and I want to be really careful on what um, the point I'm about to make here because um, I think there's always been age-old talk around the power of the platform of sports to affect change, right? You you referenced it. I mean, back, you look in the 60s, Tommy Smith and, and John Carlos on the medal mm-hmm. stand in 68 Olympics. You yep. had Muhammad Ali, yeah, um, yep. right? And then counter to that, you had remember those that remember all the criticism towards Charles Barkley. I'm not a role model. Like a lot of people thought Michael Jordan could have done more and that whole obligation. Like if you're a celebrity, what's your obligation as it relates to cause marketing? Um, and, and so the conversation has been going on, obviously it, um, and I've seen people say this isn't a moment. It's a, it's a movement right around the black lives matter, uh, movement. And, Yet it does feel, though, I think, like it's also a movement, and I'm not trying to minimize um, or, or commercialize anything here, but it seems to me that we're entered 
into a next level of kind of this social movement purpose marketing paradigm shift between athletes and brands where even a year ago, three months ago, six months ago, pre-COVID, um, there was this element of out of the playbook. I mean, like Derek Jeter, the founder of your company, like there's many people in, in Gatorade, like player endorsements and things like that have been going on for years. And it's interesting. It, it seems now almost as if if you're going to engage a brand and connect a brand with a player, um, whether they're black, white, Latino, um, Asian, doesn't matter. It, it seems like this social um, component of the athlete and the brand is another level of or, or kind of a next level or is it too early to say that or are you seeing that in the conversations you're having with athletes and brands? Uh, that's a good question. Um, there's a lot of brands that are, that are walking around with their helmets on taking that safety procedure and, <laughs> and taking their time to, to well said. taking their time and <laughs> yeah, taking their time to, you know, understand and, and, and not quick to react because they don't want to say the wrong thing. And, with COVID nineteen and the recession and, and Black Lives Matters, it's 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 like okay, you know, like brands are saying to themselves, like you know, what's our purpose here? Like, where um, you pretty much uh, for a lot of brands, they pretty much have to hit the reset button mm-hmm. and take a moment to reflect on what's right and wrong, um, and not about sales, but like take a good look in the mirror, and and and, and that includes you know you and me and and, uh, mm-hmm. and everyone, uh, but. But with brands, especially you know brands that are driven by sales and business, it's it's it can't be about traffic, it can't be a marketing ploy. It's um it's important to have a uh, a stand on what's right and wrong and, and brand purpose and the roles brands are creating are like the, the roles brands play in creating a, a, a better world. Supposedly, um, it, it's it's always been their thing. Like yeah, we're here to save the world and. You know, uh, kumbaya, and let's and mm-hmm. all live together. Um, and that's that's always been like a m- marketing driver, but it's this is like we're we're well beyond that, and twenty twenty shaping up to be a defining year for the, for brand purpose. Yeah, um, the can, future. Right, can I ask you the future. Yeah. So so you you have such a unique lens on athletes, right? You're having conversations with mm-hmm. celebrity athletes every day, right? And you just said, I think there's been kind of almost a tipping point where um, in the past on behalf of the players tribune, you're reaching out to people to start conversations, to see if they want to do stories where now you're fielding inbound calls from people wanting to say, Hey, I want, Mm -hmm. I want to, right. What advice would you give to brands? Like what, what are those conversations with athletes? Like if, if a brand, you know, it doesn't brand X or brand Y is saying, Hey, I'm interested in doing an endorsement deal with an athlete who, let's say just for the sake of it is is very supportive of of black lives matters and using the platform around the conversation around you know anti hate or anti um police brutality mm-hmm. whatever it may be what advice would you have for brands as they now think about aligning because it's a different world what what should they be thinking about yeah i mean i mean so it, it, it's it's first having a, a a true transparent understanding of the the black lives matter protests um, and understanding that the the protests are in part of the failings of American capitalism, right? Uh, along with other unfair matters, and uh, uh, but seeing how corporate 
the corporate world is is responding is something that um, we're all taking notice, especially athletes. Everybody's woke. You know, there's a saying, stay woke. Everybody's woke right now. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, it, it's, it's gone to the point where you either with us or against us. And a, a lot of athletes, and even myself included, like um, we're taking that mindset of like, you're either with us or against us. And and at brands, especially that are looking to connect with athletes, uh, now have to realize that si- that staying silent is not is is a part of the problem. Um, staying silent is a part of the problem. Um, so for a cor- for a corporation to take stand and 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 be a part of this phenomenon that's happening in real time speaks a volume for the members of the athletic community. You have to embrace both the the talk talk and walk the walk. It, it doesn't. It can't just be you know walk the walk and and you have a single black you have one single black member in your board or in your little in your mm-hmm. leadership group um, you know that's your bs is going to get called out so you you have to really reflect on on the, having an understanding of what the protests and how that's been and and how that injustice has been a part of of the uh, american society we live today so so this is something that's kind of bothered me and i'd be curious to get your take there there are a lot of um, brands that are out there uh, almost with like a self-righteous tone of like the, um, you know, pledging money and saying the right things. And there's an element of like, well, where the heck were you before? Now you're doing it. But it's because <laughs> if you if you don't do it, you, you look awful, right? Like what, what you, to your point, yep. you just woke now. And so I'm curious um, – are athletes digging deeper into their relationships with the brands to, to really see what they stand for? And, and how, is that dynamic changing? Because there's an element, I, I'll be the cynic here. I'm guessing there are some brands that are out there saying, okay, we've woefully underperformed in terms of diversity. Let's go align with a star black athlete, Latino athlete, but for black lives, we'll keep it black. Um, and let's, you know, let's get out there and put money where our mouth is, is I guess that the question I'm asking is what's, what are your conversations like with athletes of brands approach them on, on wanting to align with them? Hmm. Um, we're, uh, we're, we're part of a movement today. You said it earlier, you know, it's, it's, it's not a moment as a movement, but but we're part of a movement that's that's been happening for hundreds of years. Um, is it's like and and, and we, we we touched on it. It's it just it just help, so happens to be the the tipping point. Mm-hmm. Um, outside of like brands like Nike and maybe a handful of others, um, but brands were were not really by large doing a really great job of understanding these real life issues. Mm-hmm. Um, as I mentioned before, you know, none of this is new. Police brutality in black communities has been something that's normal. Like, you know, if, mm-hmm. if, if you get pulled, like I, if I get pulled over today, today to this day, you asked me the same question a year ago, five years ago, five years from now, I'm still scared. Um, regardless, just because that's been part of our norm, especially when you're growing up in, in struggling communities or poverty or, or, or minority communities, mm-hmm. um, and it's it's just so normal that it, it became almost acceptable. And uh, it, if it, 
I guess it's if it wasn't if it wasn't right, but so to your point, so, 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 think, so like, so like Nike, that, I, good, 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 good example, like Nike because they've been there, right? In terms of standing behind Colin Kaepernick several years mm-hmm. ago when it was highly unpopular, I'm guessing athletes are going to, um, like dollar for dollar, if if um, an Adidas came versus a Nike, like that. Um, uh, halo effect around Nike being authentic on this issue. I, I'm leading the witness here, so I, I don't mean to tell me I'm off on this. But are you saying yeah. like, our athletes would be are 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 going to take a, a, another layer look at, at a brand as opposed to just taking their money? Like you've got to be because in the same way that brands are trying to align with athletes and and. Um, as part of doing their part, athletes need to be, I would imagine, even more sensitive to who they're aligning with because it could be brand damaging. Yeah, 100%. I mean, athletes are wide awake and, and, they, and they're woke. Um, and for, for corporations to have, um, to have these athletes be more welcoming, um, and, and even have you able to have conversations that, uh, uh, for them with the sponsorships or endorsements, um, the, the change needs to, ha- needs to happen within. Um, I see it changing first and foremost in the hiring. Um, if, mm-hmm. if, and, and athletes take, take notice. Um, they are taking notice. If, if brown and black people continue to be treated, treated uh, with this uh, inequality due to the ignorance or prejudice at the workplace and the, the non-existence in the corporate uh, boardrooms, they're, they're already losing. Uh, mm-hmm. So many companies, large and small, have, like we've seen it, I mean, there's companies all over the place that have been responding um, through social and, and other forms of campaigns to affirm their commitment to the Black Lives Movement, uh, mm-hmm. Black Lives Matters Movement. But but none are, are backing it, um, very few, I should say, are backing it in, in a significant amount of time. You know, there's there's a lot of, there's too much think, thinking happening and, and not enough action. Um, and I, I hope to see that the change evolve across uh, corporate America. And I think it's, it's something that, that I, I, companies have no choice but to, to play their role. And we'll start seeing those initiatives changing in the place and, and, and help diversity um, uh, happen in real time. Um, it's, but it, it would be interesting to see as the, mark, as the market shifts, especially when the market shifts and things become back to some sort of new normal, mm-hmm. if in fact these companies continue to remain on course and keep their position permanently. Mm-hmm. Um, accountability is going to be key, and uh, more and more brands should stand up and hold themselves accountable. And athletes, believe me when I say these conversations are happening. They know who's in the boardroom. They asking the right questions. Um, they're not just tech savvy on social. They're they're um, uh, becoming a lot more open minded uh, uh, on asking the right questions. Mm-hmm. And uh, I ask of of our are these these big brands to not only within themselves but asking their customers, white Americans, to become allies and advocates to end ra- to end racial inequality. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, 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 it don't don't make it about the 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 the, the, the campaign or the story and, and how do we drive traffic. Just just take a real human approach. Um, and I think athletes will 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 see your your organic and. Um, really what your heart is at. Yep. Good stuff. I think that's that's important insights. That's exactly where I was trying to get to there. So I think 
I'm curious just for you, what are, what's a story or an athlete or something you've worked on recently that really got you excited about the positive impact that your role can have in our world right now? Yeah. Something I'm super excited now is happening in real time. Um, it's a, a series that we launched called uh, Silence is Not an Option. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it's a collection of stories. We've done about 17 stories across sports, um, both male and female. And, and uh, uh, the Players' Tribune has, has always had one simple goal, to, and that's to, to give the, the athletes a platform to share their stories and their experiences. Um, we will always stand with the athlete community. We will always stand with the, the black community. We will always stand behind um, all that come together for the greater good of our world. Um, and this and this series, I, I strongly believe, encapsulates that that the the reality of uh, these athletes and and given fans and, and readers an understanding that athletes are people too. We all breathe the same air. Um, it's 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 really amazing to witness the different athletes with different walks of life come together in advocacy, emphasizing on the inherent of human human rights. Mm-hmm. Um, like regardless of where you come from, black or white, uh, male or female, you're in the hood or you're coming from a rich area, it's it's like these these human commonalities are are uh, it's refreshing to me to, to see that connection remain the same and, and that solidarity. Um, and like for us, it, we take tremendous pride, pride to be able to be put in a position that our platform is able to amplify that message. That's awesome. So you, you touched on, I'm going to take a little bit of a right turn here um, or left turn. The You touched on this earlier and I wanted to go back to it. And that's the influencer networks as part of kind of the content ecosystem. Um, we talked about it with COVID. You talked about how um, savvy uh athletes are getting as it relates to their own distribution on social media how where do you see where do you think it is right now in terms of influencer networks athlete influencer networks um whether it's through the lens of the players tribune or just in general and where do you see it going oh man um it's funny i was i was i forgot where i don't know where i was reading this but it was something how influencer marketing is is in a position to become a $10 billion industry. Mm. Um, and, and, and that was based on projections for like 2019. Like the influencer marketing industry is, is on track to be much more of up to 15 billion, especially by, by like 2021, 2022. Um, and it's showing no signs of slowing down. And, and uh, these numbers, you know, can't be ignored. It's so longer like influencers, um, uh, our trend, or I mean, that there's something that is obviously here to stay, and uh, the rising need for brands to foster deeper connections with consumers is 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 a main contributor to this growth. Um, you'd um, and you you would think even during like these challenging times, you think uh, here's a moment where we can put this to the test and, and push these boundaries. Um, I mean, it's it's, it's obvious COVID nineteen has 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 made. Uh, a strong impact everywhere that includes in, in the influencer network and, and marketing world. Um, but where we're now like, although brands are, are, are putting their campaigns on pause and, and the influencer rates are, are reducing mm-hmm. um, at the same time, 
we're seeing the engagement on sponsored content increasing, um, especially like on, on Instagram usage. Uh, we're generally, I think for us, it was maybe a boost of like 30 or 40%. Um, and this tells me that there's still opportunities that exist um, to put meaningful messaging uh, that, that nurtures the consumer relationship and provides real-life value during these unforeseen circumstances. And I think athletes play a major role in that trusted bridge. Um, even even more so now, like more than ever, people people may not be watching sports, but they're watching athletes. Mm-hmm. Um, and very closely through a singular lens. Um, athletes are are fully aware and, and the definitely athletes are fully aware of this and I've, I'm seeing a trend in athletes reinvesting in themselves to think more like a media company hmm. and less of less of an athlete like in, in their respective field lines. Can you give me um, an example on that? Like athletes, I love what you just said there. Tell me tell me tell me more. Yeah, like athletes using different forms of content and different forms of collaborations to increase their personal brand values. Um, you've seen that heavily on Instagram Live. Mm-hmm. Athletes reaching out to athletes, knowing that they have two separate uh, communities and figuring out how they can um, connect their audience with the other audience, regardless yeah. if it's opposite opposite teams or opposite sports. Um, I mean, I, I'm really, for me, it's, I'm, I'm all for it. Um, uh, I, I, I take a lot of pride in, in, in giving these athletes direction and guidance. Um, but there's, there's, there's features that athletes have never used on their social, on their native mm-hmm. social media apps, whether it's Twitter, um, Instagram stories, stickers mm-hmm. that they're, they've been spending a lot of time figuring out because obviously yeah. they have a lot of time, but, but also because they're, they're, they're realizing um, they're seeing other people using it and seeing um, how effective it is. Well, that's 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 why I was so excited to have you on here for so many reasons. And just you, you sit here in a vacuum and you and you you assume these things, right? You see more players doing more experimentation from home during COVID, so you assume that. But to hear it from you, who your day job is every day talking to athletes and and hearing it firsthand, it's it's exactly why I wanted to have you on. So this is great. And you, you alluded to this before, and this is my last question before we go into some personal stuff on you. And that is measurement and the ROI and dollar value seem to be changing. If I heard you correctly, especially around social justice issues or black lives matter. And, and by that meaning you said a couple of times it, you can't be about driving traffic, right. Or have traditional, there's an element of, um, if I'm understanding you correctly, the measurement can be something of just around around branding and brand sensibility. Um, is th- is that what you're getting at right now in terms of? Yeah. Because this is it's it's to your point. Um, the 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 content series you talked about, right? Silence. What was it called again? Not, silence is not yeah, an option. Silence is not an option. So if a brand wants to connect with that, right? Silence is not an option. That's about a if I'm hearing you correctly, it's about aligning with that, right? And kind of sharing the stories, not trying to get someone to take an action around the product or service, correct? Is that where you're going with? Yeah. Or, 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 or how is measurement yeah. changing right now? I shouldn't just, but that's what I, I was think, hearing. I mean, I, I, yeah, I, I mean, we, we know that the ecosystem is definitely shifting and, and but, but brands have, have had, uh, I mean, they, they've pretty much been forced to adapt quickly to navigate a new landscape, a new, a new landscape where priorities have shifted and, and actions are, are are now 
under a magnifying glass. And uh, and although there's there's been change in, in uh, I've seen a change in the free and the frequency frequency posting content rate. Like they may not be posting as much, um, but these same channels and these same voices are are posting new types of content that it's more demonstrating just how quickly influencers and the athletes' voice can can pivot and and continue to provide content that still whether it's uh, still provides value, whether it's like educational or entertainment or inspiring, I, I think is, 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 is changing in, in value is that the uh, paid partnerships, mm-hmm. like paid partnerships may be on hold, like generally speaking, um, but that doesn't mean like you, 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 you stay silent with your if influencers or your athletes. Um, I, I think now more than ever, it's 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 a it, you can still use this time to reach out, stay connected, and simply ask how you doing, yeah. Uh, yeah. and 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 just see if there's anything that you as a company, you as a brand can can help support the content creation of your influencers or of your athletes and and and, and um, folks that are that are that are part of your. Um, your, your company's vision. Um, I, I, I think more and more brands should use this opportunity to strengthen relationships versus um, building their inventory of content. Mm-hmm. Well, good. I think home stretch for you, you're going to pivot here to, to a little lighter conversation and just you in general, how do you, I have a thing called morning musts and I'm curious, Rob, how you, <laughs> stay on top of all the things that you need to, to be the athlete influencer lead um, on top of stay on top of social media and what's going on in sports um, from a, from an industry perspective, is it, whether it's social media follows, oh, emails, oh, what do you, how do you do it? Yeah. Um, it's, it's funny because I'm, I'm, uh, I'm not much of a morning person at all. <laughs> I, uh, on the average, I go to, I, on the average, I go to bed around 3am, 4am regularly every day. And I, I may wake up at, uh, I have a two-year-old daughter, so uh, she wakes me up around like eight or nine. Wow. And uh, I don't get a lot of sleep. Um, I try to take naps in between, <laughs> in between my days, but uh, I, I live on Twitter. Um, I, I live on social media. Uh, I feel like I could, in my household at least, um, after midnight, everyone to sleep. Um, and that's usually when I get to digest what's happening in the rest of the world. And it's funny with, with me, I, I'm, I'm able to even connect directly with a lot of these athletes, even if I don't know them and they don't know, or they don't know me, um, athletes might respond to a DM if it's like one in the morning because they're actually tuned in versus just like scrolling up their feeds. Hmm. Um, but with me, I'm, I'm live on Twitter. I subscribe to the likes of Digiday, The Drum, XEO Sports, Front Office Sports. Um, I, I tend to catch up on my, my emails after midnight. And uh, sometimes I'm a little late to the party. I mean, there's some of them that I, I marked as most important and I get notifications for. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, I, I do my, uh, my, my soul searching usually after midnight. Wow. I mean, you just, you just cracked the code. Like anyone listening, you know, Rob's, <laughs> Rob Villanueva is, uh, he's at creative by Rob R O B is his at tw- is his Twitter handle and now you're gonna you know hopefully spark uh, thanks for sharing the secrets you're gonna have the two a.m. P 
pings from to, to celebrities and athletes now. <laughs> and if you want to connect with Rob and DM, you know, 1 a.m., you know, Eastern time, you start then. So super cool. Yep, prime time, prime well, you, time. well, you got a little one. You got a two-year-old. So you may not even have time to, to be reading books right now. But are there is there anything by the nightstand uh, that's in the want to read or just read? It's my, my, my parting yeah, question. Yeah. Um... Yeah, it's um, it's it's, uh, it's it's my main book right now that I'm, I'm currently reading. It's called Brainwash. It's by uh, Dr. David uh, Pomorder, mm. and um, it's a lot of it's based on food, but it's um, it's detoxing your mind from clear thinking and deeper relationships, and like having lasting happiness. Like, um, it's an incredible book. Um, it, it basically shows you how to consciously rewire your brain to have better connections and compassions and be able to make better decisions, especially in this modern world we live at, and, and how help is something that we take for granted. So uh, to in my busy schedule, I don't know how I'm going to do this, <laughs> but I just recently signed up to become a holistic nutritionist, certified nutritionist. Um, so in this holistic nutritionist health course, there's six books, and they're all sitting on my stand. I just picked up my first one, which is this brainwash. Um, but what sparked the, the interest in holistic health, um, my dad, my dad uh, tested positive for COVID-19 hmm. um, during the, um, the pandemic at, at, at when it was at its peak. And uh, he lives out in the Bronx in New York. And we had to take him to the ER twice. Um, he spent about two weeks in the hospital. We thought we were going to lose him, to be honest with you. And uh, it was some really, really hard times. You know, he gave my older sister his will, and he accepted death. You know, he's a, he's a super religious man. Um, but I've noticed through some feedback with friends and and some family members how how health, um, like you know, they say food is food is thy medicine, and and there's so much truth to that. And I just want to take a deeper dive, and uh, and I saw it firsthand take a positive effect, especially when we thought. Uh, based on the doctor's feedback that he was a goner mm. and, and how we saw food in real hand make dramatic, dramatic changes. So I was like, Hey, we might be onto something. Is <laughs> he doing, and, how is he uh, doing? Having a, he's a, he's, I would say a hundred percent. He's about 90, 90% right now. Oh, um, awesome. but, but he's, he's in great spirit. And honestly, it wasn't for us taking, uh, a, the initiative and taking control of his um, daily intake of his nutrients and and uh, herbal herbal um, recipes that um, uh, I think played a significant role in fighting the virus. Um, he honestly, I don't think he would have been alive today if it wasn't for that. Um, you know, I think a lot of the doctors that he was talking to kind of lost hope. So um, to be able wow. to see that, I was like, this this just sparked something in my head, and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna take the six month course. I uh, I take the test in November, and uh, we'll see how it goes. Well, you you uh, that's incredible story. Glad to hear your dad's doing better, and you are a first on the podcast to go from when I ask what you're reading the book, you're you're basically jumping in to go start creating a book. It sounds like so. Uh, kudos to you <laughs> for taking on a new challenge, and and Rob, really appreciate you spending your time with us oh, today. Man. This is fun. Appreciate thank you, it. thank you, Jay. Man, you guys, you guys are doing a fine job over there. I'm a huge fan, and uh, I'm going to continue to be so. So, uh, thank you for the opportunity, man. Like I said in the beginning of the call, I'm honored. 
Rob Villanueva from the Players' Tribune, thanks for joining us. Thanks for listening to Brand Story, Inc. We'll be back next week with another conversation digging into the ways companies are becoming like media companies. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and give me a follow on Twitter at underscore Jay Sharman and on LinkedIn.